Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben. I'm here with Lucy. Boy. <laughs> yes, boy. Yes, boy. You're joining us for a God of War spoiler cast special. Yeah. Yeah. We'll call it that. Yeah. yeah. It's always Maybe. special with us, but obviously, of course, yeah, of course, a spoiler cast as well. Yes, we're going to be talking just uh, just about God of War and our experiences with the game, what we liked, what we didn't like, and Straight off the bat, that will go into spoilers because a lot of the stuff we want to talk about, it's hard to kind of skirt around um, saving it for people. So if you haven't played the game, uh, you've got it sat on your shelf, ready to go, play the game. Hurry up, do it. Then come back and come back to this episode. Yeah. It'll be better than any spoiler cast you've ever heard. Of course. It will be. I'm going to deep dive into Norse mythology. Which I know Good. nothing about. And I didn't even watch the Avengers film, so I know nothing about Norse mythology. It's going to be a good one, so stick around. Maybe, maybe we'll say to start with, uh, it doesn't doesn't really follow the the uh, the Marvel pantheon of Norse um, ideas. You know more about that about than me, so <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, uh, yeah. No, I don't care about Marvel. I've never watched those films, that's so fair. That's fair. I was going into it completely afresh, and I think that's um, an interesting perspective because a lot of people were going into it from the Marvel movies, sure, yeah, which have a different take on it. Very more light-hearted, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. So yeah, mm. yeah. Um, should we jump into some beers first before we get into Absolutely. God of War? Yeah, I need what? a beer. Yeah, definitely. Let's what are you going to game, start yeah. with? I am going to start with a Belching Beaver Brewery. <laughs> That's the name of the brewery. <laughs> it's a Beaver's Milk Stout. Um, a nitro. Alright, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, not many uh, craft brewers, uh, they pump nitro into it now. So I, I bet this is going to be like really creamy. Because, mm. um, yeah, as you think, like, uh, I don't know, Guinness. Who pump nitro into their beers, and it's just very cream, very smooth. Mm. John but, um, Smith's the yeah. other sort of notable one, I suppose. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think this was um, in a beer fifty-two box. The okay. can. I'm sure it was, but I've got the bottle of it. But uh, I'll read the uh, flavor text: Beaver's Milk Stout Nitro. Uh, milk Stout Nitro. This is the first <laughs> beer we met. We made, yes. We can finally bring you <laughs> bring you in its uh, original nitro version to go. No one in San Diego had made a milk stout, so... Tr- so, Troy? Oh, I guess Troy is one of their brewers. So, Troy wanted to come out with something unique. Taste no, it's Norse, Norse mythology. Yes, Troy... No, that's Greek. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'm guessing Troy's one of their brewers. I was just yeah. like, what? Troy? Trey? It's very small text. 
I apologise, listeners. Uh, so Troy wanted to come out with something unique. Taste of chocolate and roasted coffee and silky smooth. Don't let the colour fool you. It, this is an easy drinking style. The mother of uh, PB Stout. So I'm guessing they did a peanut um, butter uh, stout. Mm. Uh, welcome to the Beaver family. Good times to you, my friend. Cheers, Tom. When pouring nitro, pour straight up. Fantastic. It is 5.3%. Okay. Yeah, I've definitely had this beer before, and it was. I think I had it on Christmas Day. Right. Last year, because I remember that. Um, I was like, oh, 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 this looks good. I was like, oh, yeah, this looks good. And I think I dropped it. Oh. Like one of my weights, and it just went everywhere. Okay. But what I salvaged of it was pretty nice. So good. I, good. I'm, I'm looking forward to having. It, you know, unspoiled. Sure, sure. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be much better experience yeah. than having it smashed <laughs> everywhere and sort of uh, yeah. having to hey, pick it's up still the pieces. Good. Christmas it's, Day, yeah. you got to see the family. You know, you yeah, need something true. to drink. Yeah. You do, you do. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure which beer I was going to start with, but I think I've made a decision. Um, only because I've got uh, an IPA, a six point four percent, and I've got a double pale ale, which is seven point five percent. And I was, I mean, hiring between going for a higher percentage or for possibly uh, a heavier, more bitter kind of, you know, uh, IPA, possibly. So, but I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to hit the the higher percentage. I'm going to go for go the for, for the pale ale first. Absolutely. So, this is from Umbard Brewery. Uh, who I've not had before, and it's the Doper, a double orange and grapefruit infused pale ale. Um, they say on their can that this was actually brewed at Missing Link Brewery. Um, it's got New England style water and malt grist, US yeast, uh, Mandarina Bavaria, Simcoe, Eldorado, and interestingly, they put on their cans as well specialities, whole oranges and grapefruits. Yeah. And these guys, I believe, are from uh, Hove. It does say in there somewhere, brewed in Sussex. Uh, yeah, Umbar Brewery is oh, based in Sussex. There you go. I suppose if they brew in other people's, um, you know, brew houses, then they kind of pop around all over the place. I suppose. Uh, but I'm gonna crack this bad boy. See what it's like. Absolutely. Sounds much lighter and much more suited for the weather than mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Have yeah. to see if it's a milk stout, you know, that little bit of sweetness, it's slightly chilled. That is, that is true. That it is, is the true. end of the well, I say the end of the evening, it is the evening, so it is the evening, yes. We've had a nice, very nice bank holiday, um, here in the UK. Usually, we get a weekend, we get a bank holiday, and it's just miserable, as yeah, well, but it's been very nice. So, that's why I drank all my IPAs. <laughs> and it was like, oh, Ben. Remind me to put a beer in the fridge that I don't drink. <laughs> and he didn't. And that's Why not you on you. That's not on you. <laughs> that's completely on me. It's completely on me. That's uh, like, Lucy, you should contain yourself. You should, you should <laughs> not drink all the IPAs that you have in the fridge. But fair enough. Mate, it's hey, what they're there for. It's what they're there yeah, for. Yeah, it, it, it's like I've had so many stouts. I've had this beer for quite some time. Hmm. And I've just not been in the mood to drink it because the weather has been quite favourable recently. Yeah, that's fair. And it's like you know, winter has passed finally. Um, mm. I've, um, I've I've got like an eleven percent something from Siren sat on my shelf as well, which I've hmm. had for a couple of weeks, which I just haven't been in the mood to. Yeah, you just to not drink in the mood yet, for you know? it. No. So 
so this has actually forced me to yeah drink drink the stats I have so good stuff but um pouring it yeah completely opaque dark black uh off tan brown brownish head about one one and a half fingers um very creamy mm. head smell that you can immediately smell that coffee uh the beer I imagine it's going to taste quite sweet. Yeah. From what I remember when I drank on Christmas Day, but um, yeah, definitely smell that coffee and that sweetness on the aroma. Nice. Mm. Yeah. What I remember about this beer is, uh, for a milk stout, you want it. You want all the attributes of like a stout, the uh, coffee, the sweetness, the dark malts, but you also want that light, sweet lightness, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, this is absolutely that. You could definitely drink a few of these. Um, it's just very light, but you have all those very nice, um, comforting qualities of yeah. the stout in it as well. So... And it's not too overbearingly sweet. That's what I find a lot, a lot of milk stouts. Because um, I don't like, like you know, sweet beers. I don't like that. Had a uh, honey double IPA from Magic Rock earlier today. It was, it was just slightly on the sweet side. Mm. And I don't like overly sweet beers. Okay. And that's what I fear with milk stouts. But this just very much balances the line between... Oh, we're going to be a milk stout. I'm going to have that lactose, that sweetness, versus we're going to have that, you know, th- those stout qualities where you have the dark malts, the uh, the coffee, the bitterness. So mm-hmm. is it's it, very is it much got that, balances the line. Yeah, nice. Has it got that creamy, velvety nature from the nitro as well? Is that doing much for it, do you think? Uh, I, I think the nitro keeps it very clean, very... Okay. It, it's sort of like Guinness. It's like... You're not having too much of that creaminess. You're having quite a clean cut beer. Mm. I think that's what um, that's what I attribute to like Guinness. It's um, I mean, say what you want. It's a very mass-produced beer, but for me, if there's nothing else available, I will yeah. definitely have a Guinness. Because, yeah, definitely. Uh, you're not having that kind of like skunky, uh, very mass-produced taste. Of a very global beer and globally produced beer, but um, Guinness, you know, if there's nothing else, that does it for me. So I think this has the same quality of Guinness in the fact that it's it's quite smooth. It's quite you don't have much hoppiness. You have you have that kind of smooth, clean taste at the end. Mm. So this does that as well. But um, I think that works in its favour because. Every time I think of a milk stout, I think it's going to be very sweet. Or yeah. even a stout, it's going to be creamy and thick. Mm-hmm. But this is not that. It's very much balancing the line. Yeah, mixes them. Um, yeah, between... A light, it's like a light stout, a light porter. Not too, not too mm-hmm. thick, not too creamy, not too sweet. Just on the line, borderline. Cool. Which is nice. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Nice. Um, this doper from Unbarred, I think I've made a mistake. I think perhaps I should have had this one second. 
this has got a, a heft of bitterness on it. Uh, it's so dry, and that bitterness just sticks with you completely. Uh, it starts off... That, that bitterness, it, it, it hits you quite quickly, but it almost creeps in over the top of the you know the orange and the grapefruit flavors that uh, yeah. are coming through and that bitterness also brings with it almost that kind of slight sourness you get with uh with grapefruit um it's it's uh you know, very orange in color it's hazy uh it's slightly carbonated you don't get much of that in the mouthfeel but um in the glass it's slightly carbonated um it disappears from the side of the glass the carbonation pretty pretty swiftly uh but it's got me going back to it again and again yeah. uh, to see if there's something else kind of to it, to keep diving into it, to see what else I can kind of discover from it. I think I've probably got everything I'm going to get from this beer, but it's very inviting. Yeah, I get which what is, you mean. Yeah. Mm, which is really nice, and, and I'll have another sip and go, oh, yeah, that's that's what I had last time. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with this. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, yeah. keep giving it to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And at seven point five percent, I don't know whether the bitterness is masking the the alcohol, but I don't get mm. anything from it at all. Uh, right. Apart from it being yeah. super bitter, um, I, you know, I, I I I could attribute this to being sort of a session beer, really, within the sort of like oh, the, the, really the taste and stuff like that. Okay. It's really yeah. really like light in one sense, apart from that big kick of of bitterness that yeah. sort of like jumps into your into your mouth about sort of five milliseconds into the flavour disappearing so mm. yeah it looks really hazy it, yeah yeah I mean yeah. I do like a I do like a bit of beer but this oh, is God, kind of yeah. Yeah. this is something else I think I, I there's definitely another beer that I've had in recent memory um, which was um, you know like just as bitter as this uh, I cannot remember who it was from though uh, but it, this instantly made me think of, you know, that beer as, as I suppose as like a touchstone for kind of like the level of bitterness. And if I remember mm. it, I'll let you know for other people that may have had that <laughs> previous beer and want to know what this one's like. Yeah. So, was it was it drank on a podcast or? Okay. Yeah, I think it going? was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure mm. it was. Uh, I'm. Mm. Well, there we go. We're gonna put a pin in it, listeners. He heard us say bitter on a previous podcast. That was the bit. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Only only that one has ever been yes. bitter. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's like it's bitter to the like extreme, kind of like next level, really. All right. Um, okay. Over mm. the top of what you would kind of consider, um, you know, like a bitter finish. This this it's kind of like the driving force behind it. I feel um, really kicks in yeah. quite quickly and just sees you through. So mm. yeah, that's, mm. that's nice. nice. I I do very much like a beer that's just like oh yeah. Unapolog- unapologetically bitter now. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah I, I can definitely say now I couldn't have another one. <laughs> I think this will be just right. But what I could have another of oh. is another God of War. <gasps> yes. 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 I think yes. Uh, it's it's safe <laughs> to say we both enjoyed it. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got like massive critical praise. Um, did, did, I, I said on a f- past uh, podcast that this would be a ten out of ten game, mm. and I said that, and that happened. 
whether I agree with that, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think I'd uh, we'll see what our, our good and our bad points are about the game, but I've yeah. definitely got a few things that do pull it away from being this kind of. Um, I mean, I, I still think it's masterfully made, absolutely fantastically made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's some real, not just technical prowess put into this game, but uh, acting and sound work, uh, the way it looks, the way the game yeah. flows. Um, it's very, very well made, masterfully made, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure I'd call it a masterpiece, no. as a lot so, of people so, so have same been. Here. Yeah. I think that's the thing where... It, this is where I get so wound up about review scores because mm. I said it's not a ten out of ten, but saying it's not a ten out of ten doesn't mean that it's not, as you say, massively made. It's not. Mm. Mm. It's not a triumph in game design and mm-hmm. everything else. It, I just, and also, without going too much into depth about game scores and what they mean and ten out of tens. Well, it's like they've kind of painted themselves into a corner because yeah, like any other game that's coming out after this that I imagine is only going to get better. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are they going to score that? Are they going to say, oh, this is 9 out of 10? Is this another 10 out of 10? Is every single iteration in this series? Because it's going to be a series. Oh, yeah. Which definitely. I was not expecting myself. I thought it'd be mm. a very much uh, wrapped up conclusion. Um, have they painted themselves into a corner saying it's 10 out of 10? They might have known that it's going to be a series. It, it, it's just very stupid. I think words are much more better, much better than a uh, single <laughs> much number. Much more better, yes. Yeah, much more um, better. I, I, much I, I, gooder. I completely agree. <laughs> bigly. They're bigly. Biglier ah. than a, uh, <laughs> than a, oh. than a school. I completely agree, and it's why I don't give... When I do get the chance to review a game, I don't give scores. I'll just same, say something like, same, yes, yeah. you should play this game for these reasons, but mm. maybe not for these reasons. Or, if you like this game, then you'll probably like this. You know, try and give kind of like touchstones and reference points for people. Um, and I think for God of War, it it's almost like Horizon in a way that it pulls from lots of... Not just other genres, but you know, from other games, you can see I kind of where you. it's yeah. taking yeah, 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 things definitely. from. Um, God of War, the, the, you know, the original f- six, seven games, been about five 100. games. <laughs> <laughs> I've played like um, two, two and a half of them. So yeah, exactly. God I think knows. I played. I played one of them, and I didn't even finish it years and years ago. <laughs> uh, I can never remember whether it was the first or the second. If it was the I first, played. I don't blame you. That, that There's too many spinning puzzles or something. It was it, like was it the second that's the most well-received? I think the second was the most I'm well-received. I'm sure it might, might even be the third, you know. Really? Okay, okay. God knows. Um, so they are kind of like hack and slash. Um, f- it's, it's, it's kind of wrong to say it's, fixed it, camera point. It's a... Uh, but it's a, it's kind of like what? a sweeping Character camera perspective. action game? I can't remember what Yeah, like a hack and yeah. slash action game, I suppose. Mm. Whereas the new iteration takes it into much more of a narrative... Um, uh, not, well, slightly open world, almost like hub area kind of... Um, set up uh, and they focus a lot more on the characterization uh, a lot more I think on the um, a lot more has gone into maybe the writing behind um, the characters and the story and the narrative and kind of like what's pushing them through um, and essentially you start off the game with Kratos and his son Atreus and um, 
uh, Atreus's mother has died and they want to um, carry out her final wishes, which is to be, um, or to have her ashes scattered on the highest point in, I can never remember what it's called. It's not in the world. It's in the, it's in the, in the, in, eventually. It is eventually. Like yes. World, yeah, yeah. yeah. And at, at first they think it's Midgar, don't they? Yeah. Uh, and they, they, you know, they traipse their way up to the, up to the mm. mountain and, um, you can see kind of how the relationship is between the father and the son, and uh, you know maybe how he's not really ever been there, um, and now mm. suddenly he's got to take care of this child who he, you know, has, has never really had a relationship before, and you can kind of hear the the coldness in him, but also in Atreus as well, um, and you know second half I suppose of the game goes a few different places. Um, but you know, eventually they they form quite a odd odd relationship, really, for a father yeah. and son. But <laughs> it's daddy issues the game, yeah. and I think everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people can relate to that. I related to that. So, I mean, I don't know how far. I mean, depending on how much time we have, because this is very much a game where if you've played it, if you've listened to us this far, because we did say spoilers at the start. I just want to go deep into spoilers. I think everyone knows what the game is at this point. Sure. Everyone has their favourite moments. I just want to go straight into it. How how do you feel about that? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay, what's your favourite moment? Oh, um, I don't think I had a favourite moment. Uh, I think I had maybe, um, like, uh, uh, my favourite pieces were, um, like, Mimir in the boat. Mm. When he would give you all of the exposition about the gods yeah, and get sure. into the mythos and tell you the stories behind everything and kind of expand a little bit on those, um, whatever they are, the storyboard the kind of panels yeah. that you yeah. find and stuff. And he'll expand on those and talk about them and kind of talk about his experiences with Odin and and stuff. And, uh, and, um, and yeah, and for me, it's not just those stories, but he's almost this very kind of like light comic relief as well. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think Definitely. that was done. That was done really, really well. I yeah. think they're my my favourite kind of moments from the game. Because in the uh, pre-release trailers material, I knew you held up a head to the uh, mm. world serpent, and for me, the second best part of that game for me is just talking to the world serpent because I've yeah. got like you know, like uh, surround sound and just hearing him. And his voice, like just that booming like, voice. Yes, I, I absolutely like when it was a lead up to this game. I was just playing that trailer all, over and over again. When at the very end, when you speak to the world serpent, I was like, oh my god, that is so good because he's so booming and he's so huge, mm. which what you expect from like uh, God of War games. But, but yeah, um, Mimir was definitely a, a high point because. Especially when you don't have Atreus with you because he, mm. he's fallen sick, it's like oh you you still have that comic relief as you said yes. you still have that that voice you still have that partner you don't feel alone, and like in many games I always feel, even though we'll get onto this but I don't think this game was hard at all, but it's nice to have that kind of companion with you, mm. and um, yeah Mamiya was a great comic relief you had such good dialogue and those stories always fleshed out that world because I know nothing mm. about Norse mythology so it was good to hear that and I was like oh that makes sense oh that's what the Marvel movies got wrong oh yeah, yeah. 
So that was good. <laughs> um, I've kind of I've heard um, you know uh, Corey Barlog, the director of the game, talk mm. about it. You know, post release, and a few other people's thoughts on various podcasts post release about the game. Uh, and one thing, kind of like Corey Barlog said, was that they wanted that kind of comedy from North's mythology that you kind of get. Yeah. In it. But, it but on the other, it, <laughs> yeah, it does need it. It does need it. I, I, and mm. something that I kind of actually agreed with. On the other hand, was it? You know, um, he said that sort of like the Greek mythos is all drama. It's all tragedy. Um, whereas Norse is is highs and lows, um, you get sort of like that that like comic relief, but there's also this melancholy about it, um, mm. and I think that they kind of, for me at least, they kind of missed that melancholy moment. Um, you know, there's there's points in the game where there you know where stuff happens and it you know, upsets the characters and things like that, uh, mm. but there's not this kind of underlying essence. Of, of sort of like melancholy that I think Norse mythology kind of gives. Well, for me, everything being cold is melancholy <laughs> in itself, so that's fine. It's like the place is cold, everything's cold, Helheim is cold. That's enough melancholy for Mate, me. Mate, I tell you, actually, cold. I know. coming to that, one of the moments that really stood out for me was when you get to the top of the mountain in Midgard and you see the like the snow track along the top when Atreus runs oh, in yeah, front of you cool. and he, he's just his you know his um where he's run through the snow just kind of like yeah. sits there and that, that wow looked fantastic oh yeah cuz I, I i look back and it's like oh yeah my my snow tracks are you know they're there it's like mm. a lot of games do that now and it's just amazing how far we've come you know <laughs> it's yeah. just like yeah, it comes in where we were 20 10 years ago mm. that that's actually a permanence in a game but I have to say my favourite moment was when he got to the, the Blades of Chaos yeah I absolutely love that sequence absolutely loved it and it's not even the whole him going back on the boat to see Athena it was the point where he was wrapping his arms with mm. the Blades of Chaos and that mirrors the very beginning of the game Yes. When he's wrapping his he's arms. wrapping the wraps, yeah. Yeah. It's just that, it, it, it's that kind of foreshadowing that mm. I just love in games. And that's when I got the chills. It's, I just thought this is like The Last of Us, kind of. This is, they they plan this, they know this, they yeah. know that it would give people chills. And I think that's all throughout the game, all those kind of callbacks and all those kind of things, but... Um, one place where it didn't work for me was I absolutely saw this in like mirrored in The Last of Us when Do you remember in The Last of Us when Ellie was um it was at the uh was it at the hotel and it's uh what's his name? Uh no a Norse character who's like the cannibal and he's going crazy. Uh, David. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she she fights him and that's mm-hmm. the kind of boss and then after that it's, it's like it's back with her. I think some time passes or probably a few weeks, few days or something like that. And Joel is like, um, you go through the same routine in the same part of the game. It's like, yeah, yeah, you Ellie, do. you press triangle, Ellie's going to go get that, Ellie's going to go climb that ladder or, you know, go over there or something. You press triangle, the prompt's there, but she doesn't do it. And that's the only one time in the game where she will not do as you mm-hmm. prompt. 
and that is so powerful. God of War tries to do that at the Does. kind of the first third of the game, when it's like Atreus is a bit shocked at what what's happened, and he's like, "Oh, Dad, should I do this? Oh, Dad, uh, not too comfortable with this." And it, it's just so heavy-handed. I just think, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, when but, he has his when he has his teen mm, moment, and he really yeah. when he when he under well, when he's been told that he's a god. And suddenly, yeah. sort of like his mind plays on that, and you 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 press that button prompt for him to fire an arrow, and he just doesn't. And he just doesn't like yeah. the little belligerent cunt. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I hated him at that point. But yeah, it's like, massively. I get that. I get that. And it's like it, it just doesn't do the same thing for me. It's just I get what they're trying to do, but it's like it, trying to emulate the Last of Us. It's just not possible for me in my mm, eyes. Mm. But um, but at that very moment when they're foreshadowing. At the very beginning, when he's wrapping his arms, when he's uh, chopping down the trees to, you know, because she she foretells that she's, um, everyone's got to the end of the game at this point, but she foretells everything. And that's why she says, this tree, that tree, you have to chop mm-hmm. down this one. So to break the barrier between you and Boulder, that's how we'll find you and yep. everything like that. But it's when he's wrapping his arms at that point, and then he does it when he gets a blaze of ca- oh my god! It's such- I don't even. I've played like one and a half, two and a half God of War games, and and even that, I don't care about the God, <laughs> God of War games. I don't care, you know. But it's like just a relic of my past, like mm. Blaze of Chaos for you know Kratos. But that moment is just. It's like when, for me, it's equivalent to when Joel looks at his watch. When Ellie's like, oh, your watch is broken. Because at the very start of the game, you know, I can't remember the name of his daughter. But she got him that watch. Sarah. Yeah, she got him that watch. And he's like, oh, it's broken, teasing her. And then, uh, you know, further on in the game, and he's mm. like, oh, that watch is broken. And Joel just looks at it, and it's like, oh. <laughs> Basically, this game's good, but not as good as The Last of Us. The Last of Us, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, one of the, I think one of the, maybe not one of the points, again, I don't think, apart from the final battle with Boulder, mm. um, which I didn't really think they needed to have, he could have done hmm. something else. Um, one of the things I thought was maybe a little bit under underutilized was um, Faye, uh, Atreus's mother. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, they they give little bits at the beginning, you know, as you were saying, she's marked the trees, um, and they use her much more as a um, like a plot uh, mechanism to drive the story forward, rather than kind of like a character. Um, and mm. not until the end do you kind of get some reveals and things about her. But actually, you know, for for this kind of this this kind of narrative that it, it's almost like this journey for Atreus and Kratos, kind of to almost you know be together. And especially with the way that everything is played out for Faye to have um, put the wheels in motion for them to take this yeah, together, for them to kind of like she orchestrated it, yeah, for them yeah. to kind of bond, I suppose, together and get through this. I thought they didn't really use her enough. I would have liked a little bit more exposition between, you know, just conversation between Kratos and Atreus, perhaps. Uh, I, I, didn't need to, I don't need to see any coming. flashbacks or anything. You think they're going to do that? 
that's the thing about this game. Why? I, apologies, but I thought you had finished it by a mm. tweet that you had said. You said something about. I prefer how Thor portrays um, is portrayed in this game. Yeah, versus Marvel. Did you? Did you? Uh, no, I home? didn't. I, I I hadn't. I hadn't finished the game at that point. I hadn't been back home. Mm. It that was literally just from all the exposition. Now, yes. I have. You've now, gone yes. back home. Okay. I have. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I thought you'd um, thought you'd done. So I was like, but yeah, it's like, <laughs> I think this game. I was so disappointed with the ending. Mm. I'll just say that. I was like so disappointed because I thought as soon as we got to the mountain and spread it, spread our ashes, I was like, okay, this is when the game starts. It's sort of like how Wolfenstein did it. Yeah, it opens it's up like, a lot I, it, more. Yeah, it's like I, I've done 13 hours of this game. It should theoretically end, but it shouldn't for me mm-hmm. as a player because I want that kind of all-encompassing moment story yeah the story the moment the uh, ending the boss mm. i think we're very programmed to to believe that it's like when you finish a game you're gonna have the boss you can have a very climactic ending you can have the credits but this game just didn't do it for me i was very disappointed yeah but when i'm looking back into the lore into the story going on side quest to listen to mimir and Everything like that. I'm just thinking, oh my god, they are setting up something absolutely incredible. Yeah. And the last game in this series of the, of the it's going to be a trilogy. Oh, I'm definitely. Sure. Yeah. The last game is going to be a ten. This game is just setting it up. I don't think this game with with all its issues. I have issues with the game. Mm-hmm. It, it's got pacing issues. I don't it does. RPG elements are very good, well implemented, well explained, pointless to me. Yeah. No, I hated. I hated the 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 armor upgrade. Uh, Shall we get into 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 our problems and then we'll finish it off with praise? Yeah, I'm going to crack another beer first. Go for it, man. I've smashed absolutely smashed through that (laughs) doper. Oh jeez, I'm here. Um, yeah, it's been sat in the sun most of the day, so I'm definitely feeling the seven and a half percent already. But um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna what, open. What, what, it's a perfect time to just let loose on the game. Exactly. What you hate, exactly. and let the uh, internet comments just like, <laughs> you're wrong. Flood in, oh, and they can just dead. say I was drunk. It's fine. That's it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna drink from another brewery I haven't had before. Um, this is the Eldorado Mosaic India Pale Ale from Loca Poly, who are North Wales based, six point four percent. Uh, it's got Eldorado, Mosaic, Extra Pale, Naked Oats, and Carapils. We brew fresh, modern seasonal beers inside Polly's Old Stable in Mould, North Wales. That's all we get. It's got a cool can, though. Almost some graffiti on a wall. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Well, I think it is. You just, it's yeah. very kind of abstract, I suppose. That's a, that's a great-looking can art. Mm. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Very wow. vibrant. Hmm. I think that's what um, that's what drew me to the um, to the can. Very graffiti. The bottle shop. Very the bottle bouncy. shop had maybe f- 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 maybe four uh, of these guys, different beers in the in the bottle shop, and I'd never heard of them. So I just grabbed an IPA just to kind of you know give them a a, a baseline to kind of go from, I suppose. Uh, Good stuff. You'd mentioned to me that you were going to drink another stout. That you had yeah. two stouts to drink this evening. What is your second stout? Uh, it's from Ahara's. 
so just across the way in Ireland. Um, it's the <sighs> Leanne Follane. I don't speak uh, Gaelic or <laughs> Celtic. We had this. Or... We had this problem before. Mm. I mean, Ado had you. Yeah, you've had this the one from White Hag as well, and it just just went all went wrong. But I've definitely had this beer before. It's the extra Irish stout. It's six percent. I really liked it the first time I drank it, but that was a good two, three years ago. Okay. Um, Chocolate and vanilla flavors combined with the mild mocha aroma. So I'm gonna like this immediately. I'm sorry, but this foreshadowing, just like God of War, this might be my favourite beer of the podcast. <laughs> Can announce it now. Yeah, might as well. Nice, nice. Um, so this is Loca Poly Eldorado Mosaic IPA, um, six point four percent, and it is it is super super hazy. Yeah. Um, it's Definitely. not quite as it's not quite as orange as the um, as the doper from Unbarred, but it's it's got that kind of tropical, um, not quite amber, sort of you know very much on the orange end of amber sort of um, tint to it. Very deep, deep orange in kind of like the centre of the glass, a little bit translucent around the sides. Um, head was almost exactly the same as the the unbarred. It was there, but it disappears from the side of the glass quite quickly. Um, and as soon as you stick your nose in, you're hit with tropical fruits. Absolutely smashed in the face with it. Yeah. Uh, unlike, I suppose, some of the other beers we've had previously, didn't get much when I cracked the can. It's only once I've got my nose up close to the um, to the glass that I'm I'm getting that. But Oh, it, it's it's definitely already got the nose of a, a juice bomb. It looks like a juice bomb. It's thick. It is it thick. Fruity. It's it's yes. It's not too thick. It's not too viscous. Hmm. Uh, it is edging on that, you know, end of the spectrum. And I'm getting quite a lot of fruits in there. Um, I, I'm I, almost the, the the bitterness from the doper is is lingering very slightly. Um, I can still feel that in my in my mouth, but on this, I'm kind of getting a few stone fruits. I can't tell you whether it would be peach or, peach, or, or wooden. Peach. <laughs> I can't say exactly what kind of stone fruit it is, but it's it almost feels like it's a bit of a mix between a stone fruit and some tropical fruit, or, or you know. Uh, um, something like perhaps you know, maybe not grapefruit, but more melon sort of flavours coming through. Um, it's an interesting mix. Uh, it has a slight sweetness to it. Mm. Not alcoholic, but more of a fruity kind of sweetness, I suppose. Um, but I think I'll have to come back to it again more <laughs> towards the end because that bitterness yeah, is just is just still there. So mm. yeah, mine it's it's completely like. The uh, previous beer that I had, it's just very light, mm. which is perfect for a summer's day like this. And, yeah. Um, but you're still getting those coffee, those dark malts, those um, those deep flavours that you want from a stout. But it's not too overpowering in terms of its viscosity or okay. its heaviness. It's very light. It's 6%, um, which is, you know, it's not an 8% imperial stout. Mm. So 
Yeah, it's really easy drinking. Really light, really... It's, it, it's not too creamy, it's not too thick, it's not... It's just a, it's a very good, what I'd call, like, a very light porter. Mm. But it's very creamy. Not creamy, but, like, coffee, biscuity, malty. All the thing, all the attributes that you want from like a stout, but not too heavy, not too overbearing. Mm-hmm. A, as I say, a summer night like this, I picked the right beers today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some good choices. Mm. Very happy. Good, good. So, in terms of things that you didn't like, what didn't you like about God of War? Oh, um, so. Uh, I kind of, I suppose, I touched on the way that they kind of used or didn't use or utilize Fey uh, as much as I kind of would have liked them to. Um, you'd mentioned things like the pacing um, and the upgrade system, and I, I think that kind of the upgrade system is the one that kind of sticks with me almost more than anything. Um, I, I almost echoing what you said, I think it was unnecessary. Um, I'm not sure why they added it in there. I think God of War has always kind of had little hints of of that. Um, you know, you've had like leveling up and getting different moves and stuff like that, and you know things like that could have stayed. But it was more the um, grinding for materials to make or upgrade um, armor that mm. um, that kind of got me. Um, and I know you you'd mentioned you didn't find um you didn't find it very challenging um in terms of um its difficulty uh and I'd kind of I I I felt very similarly until maybe I'd stepped into a couple of places where um uh, you know it was it was definitely higher than I should be mm-hmm. um and kind of barred you off by having you know you were only maybe level four or five or something like that which is indicated on the armor uh, or, or weapons sort of like sections uh, and i bumped into a couple of um of those realm tears stuck my arm in and some sort of like level oh, yeah, seven yeah, werewolves yeah. jumped out at me yeah. um and yeah. they just one shot killed me uh and that was kind of the, the only place i i found it wasn't hard i suppose it just it just stopped me dead in my tracks almost yeah um, I, I found the same thing but yeah. a, apart from you know the armor allowing you to then take on higher level enemies and, and barring you from certain areas or doing certain things until you were high enough to do them i didn't think there was much point in it no i i, I absolutely agree i think until the end game when you're uh, killing the Valkyries, which I think you're in the process of doing, already done. I've killed all of them. Oh, apart did you? From the, apart from the queen. the queen. I think that's where everyone's um, <laughs> finding the, uh, <laughs> the stop point. I think everyone's She's killed. got the move set of all of them. Well, that seems unfair. But anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I find this game too easy, and I, I don't mean that in a... Uh, braggadocious way i don't mean that i'm not trying to brag or anything because i'm very bad at third person action games i will never say that i'm not i'm probably better at platformers than anything else i this game was just too easy for me because i i was like i'm not gonna upgrade because i don't understand the whole upgrade system it's only when i delved into it when i think it, it was um Literally less than two hours 
to the end where I actually said, okay, I'm going to try and understand this upgrade system. I'm going to try and upgrade everything. Mm. I'm going to try and upgrade Atreus, the uh, the sockets in the... I, I don't even know. It's just so complicated. It's so complicated. <laughs> I hate games. I hate RPGs. I hate RPGs. Mm. Horizon was a very, <laughs> very um, kind of, like, outlier for me because I hate RPGs. I hate them. Well, I mean, Horizons, Horizons a bit different because you didn't mm. upgrade stuff really. You uh, mm. maybe some of your weapons, but you it's know, got, got a new purple, version of a weapon. Blue, green. It, it does. Yes, I, it, I don't it, care. it did. Just, it did. Just give me the press A to make me stronger button. That's <laughs> all I want. I can't be asked to micromanage my character, my my life. I I do that in real life anyway. I micromanage mm. myself. I don't need to do it in a video game. Yeah. I hate yeah. RPGs. I can't stand them. That's why I've played about 20 in my life. Probably less. 10. But but it's just like, why why shoehorn RPG elements into a game where it doesn't need it? Because mm. you absolutely don't need it until the very end game. And I'm proof of that because I'm terrible at third-person action games, and yet I was able to cruise through this game. I only died like four times. Twice was on that sinking, the the uh, quicksand uh, kind of puzzle. The God, wolves. that's completely gone from my memory. The wolves. Wait, what was that? The wolves in the uh, tear tear cave. When you go back into the ship. And it's like, oh, Dad, we got we got to solve this puzzle. You're gonna go under 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 quicksand, like black quicksand. God, no? my memory's blacking out. That's out. fine, but I died twice on that puzzle. Over the whole game, I died like four times. So you died? Do you think you died more on the puzzles than you did on the actual it, sort of like no, encounters? No, half of half of the times that I died was on a puzzle. Yeah, because I had no subtitles on because I don't like subtitles. Okay. And I had no idea what Atreus was saying in this puzzle. It's like, Dad, you got to do this in the sun and the wolf and the. Oh, uh, I know fire, the one you, you mean. Know? Yeah, you had to yeah. move the moon and the sun across. Yeah, and, and I was stuff. like, yeah, yeah. what the hell are you saying? And it's only until, like, I died twice from that where they put subtitles on. It's like, okay, Lucy, you're an idiot. Put the moon on the that yep. the, the, the the blue wolf and the. So yep. the light wolf, I, like whatever. You know, I like, didn't, I didn't die on that, but it took me a while to figure out what I was okay. meant to be doing on that. I one. died twice on that, and I died four times totally out of the full game, <laughs> the full game, and that was that I can't even do my devs. So it's like I didn't find it hard at all. But mm. I, I'm probably because everyone was like, "Oh, this is very hard," and I thought. Because I saw a patch for the game and it was like um, difficulty balancing. Okay. Is it it actually just me that had the rare bug where every enemy was very easy? Which. I just um, realised no, it's not. It's just. I didn't find it hard, but that's just me. Which settings did you play on? Because I think there's four, isn't there? I played it on normal. Mm, Which I think was the second difficulty. mm, But I'm not trying to. Brag, I'm not trying no, to say No, no, not too. I think that's, games, that's the one a lot think... of people would have jumped in, jumped into. Yeah, and people were like, this is hard. And I was like, it, I actually thought my game was bugged because I thought, this is not mm. hard at all. All you got to do is dodge and use your shield. But Yeah, yeah. But 
But nevertheless, I th- I absolutely think with the upgrades, it only comes into play post game mm-hmm. because everything prior to that for me for me I'm not sure if it was for you everything prior to post game was very manageable. Yeah, definitely manageable. Yes. Yeah, because I yeah. didn't upgrade because I thought this is going to bite me in the ass by the time I hit the last boss and. At the very end, I was just like, okay, I, I kind of understand this upgrade system. I'm going to mm. put all my XP points into Atreus and Kratos and upgrade my shield, upgrade my sword, my axe, whatever. I'm just going to um, upgrade I, anything, I but think it, it didn't make any difference. A lot of stuff is telegraphed quite well um, yeah. in terms of, you know, especially when you get the blades. Uh, suddenly you get loads of ice guys turn up and you, yeah. you you know which weapon is going to suit kind of like the enemy that you're kind of coming up against. Um, yeah. And you've got enemies that dodge out of the way if you try and throw your axe at them. So you know you need Atreus to kind of jump in and stun them a little bit. Uh, all those those hags that like teleport to fucking oh, different places, they were pain in the fucking them. ass. Yeah, I ju- Atreus is crucial. I didn't realise how useful mm. he'd be. He's such a great character, even for a kid. Like, yeah, in the ways utilised in the gameplay, yeah. definitely. I'm sure everyone was wary. He's like, he's just gonna be an annoying kid, but he's crucial in gameplay. And when he was sick, and I went to Helheim, um, everyone says that, oh yeah, the Blades of Chaos are better than the Axe. Every time after that, where you didn't have to be in Hellheim, I was like, I'll just switch straight back to the axe. Yeah, I did. Mm. I like the Blades of Chaos, they're cool, they're a good callback, but no, I prefer the axe. You know? And that's not even because I upgraded all that, I've upgraded all of Mm. my stats for both of them. The axe is just way better. I did find myself kind of uh, like throwing the axe at one enemy, freezing them, Mm. and then busting the blades out. And oh, and right, kind okay. of like attacking people with oh, those, and then recalling strategy. the blade back. Yeah. Well, it allows you to go into so one of the trees for kind of like skills and upgrading is, um, it's not unarmed. It's kind of like the shield tree. Um, so you you know you utilize shield skills, but you're still fighting unarmed because I assume mm-hmm. they think you're going to chuck your axe and then run in and just yeah. you know brawl on these guys. Uh, and I found I didn't fight unarmed much at all. Uh, I got really quick at throwing the axe and recalling it almost as soon as it had hit an enemy to make sure that it was in my hand pretty swiftly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kind of think that in some cases I didn't need to do anything other than just throw the axe, bring it back, throw the axe, bring it back, throw the axe, bring it back, throw the axe, bring it back. That's what I did with higher level. When I saw the purple... Mm. The purple health bar. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Yeah, throw like it. some of those, some of those travelers, you can just constantly like stun with the Treus and just throw your axe at, and mm. it, you know it bounces off occasionally, uh, especially the shield travelers and stuff like that. But yeah, I just felt like with you, some of the higher level enemies, you just throw your axe at them. You haven't, you haven't got to get yeah. near them really. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing against the game because. I don't want a game that kicks my ass. I don't want that at all. It's like, mm. I preferred that this game was easy. I just thought it was too easy. Sure. And to compound that was the kind of upgrade tree with the RPG elements. I just didn't need to be there. They just don't need to be there. Mm. Until like later game when you're trying to 
kill the queen of the Valkyries or whatever. <laughs> it just doesn't need to be there. It'd be interesting to see if you go back to it and play it on, say, like the next difficulty setting up. No, 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 no. I'm happy to bitch about it being too easy, but I'm not man enough to go to a harder difficulty. <laughs> I'm a gamer. Well, I'm just, I was just wondering <laughs> whether that, I I'm complain about that jump is, you know, <laughs> I know people have been saying that the hardest difficulty is really hard, but it's whether that, I'm not going to do mid that. Step I am the god. Is, is no, kind of, absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that at all. You want that power fantasy? You need it to be easy to make no. sure you're at massive power fantasy I, levels. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> but um, I, I want to touch on the. Uh, we, we've touched on the mechanics. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the overall story? Mm, mm. It's an interesting one. Mm. I thought it was. I thought it was serviceable in parts. Um, I I quite liked the idea of uh, you know the idea behind the story that um, you know you've got this angry angry guy who suddenly is uh, has a son thrust upon him and he's got to mm-hmm. um, try and you know take nurture him through him. the world yeah, and nurture yeah. him. And there's points in uh, there's points where I'm just sort of like staring at my screen, thinking just just put your fucking hand on his shoulder. <laughs> Stop <laughs> hesitating. He like, does. He, uh, you know the Chinese lantern part. He does. Yeah, he, he does. He does. He does yeah, yes, yeah. but I, th- I thought for me that came a little bit too late, um, mm. and I, I don't know whether that's because I explored a lot. As soon as he hit the Lake of the Nine, I explored a lot. So, you know, maybe in narrative and in storyline wise, maybe that didn't come very late. But in my playthrough it kind of did and they'd had all of there this a exposition yeah, yeah they mm. had all these exposition moments between them in the boat uh, whilst they were doing things they're obviously building this bond between them as they're kind of like fighting and what a what a fucking weird thing to bond over beating the shit out of demons from different <laughs> realms like you know um they could have just done some no, cooking no, together there, or something there absolutely is a dissonance because mm. i only encountered this once um so fair play to the game for you know there's so many things that could intercross each other, but yeah. when I I had finished the game, and Kratos had obviously told him that I killed Zeus, I killed my dad, and then I was tracking down a side quest where a spirit was like, "Go avenge my son." He yes. Uh, he 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 betrayed me. He stabbed me in the back. He mm. killed me, and it's like. The whole journey on the way there, Atreus was like, "How how could he do that to his dad? How could he call his dad?" It's like, hold on, we've already been in this story where you, Kratos told Atreus that I killed my father, so it was like kind of like retreading the same oh, ground. That's interesting because mm. I'd done that story before. You did it before. He told yeah. him, yeah, yeah. I did it after. It was like because Kratos was still like. <clears throat> <laughs> boy, boy, he's getting deep. I don't deeper. know what you're talking about, boy. <laughs> and it's like you just told him like 20 minutes ago. So, <laughs> so but that's the only place that I encountered mm. that. But so fair enough. But um, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I guess that's a very hard thing to try and do. Oh, to absolutely, weave think, uh, almost yeah. two different kind of things together, really. Yeah, I or think two it's scenarios together. Crazy how they structure this story. Um, I think just having the same, you know, when the water level goes down, when they call yep. the uh, 
Well, I would talk to the world serpent every single day if I could. That's all I want to do. <laughs> That's all I want to do. But how the water level goes down, and it's it's sort of like I'm going to steal this from like what um, Corey Barlog said, mm. but it's definitely like the Symphony of the Night when you come back and it turns the uh, castle upside down. That's what it's like because it's like there's a whole new world yep. under here. It's like oh, I couldn't reach that. I couldn't kill that stupid uh, Odin's Eye Raven, the bastard. But it's like I can do that now. I I wondered what that was there now. And it's like it's very much Castlevania. Completely. And I and I love that about the game. Yep. But um, in terms of the story, I just love what they're setting up. I I I, I'm torn because. I said to you, I thought you'd finish the game, apologies, mm. but I messaged you, I was like, such a disappointing ending, such a disappointing ending, and I've reflected on it, mm-hmm. it is kind of, but it is not, because just all the lore and what they've set up, it's fascinating how you can have that kind of, it reminds me of like Westworld, like how they can... Not going to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't watched it, but how they can have that at the start of the series and, you know, like manufacture that kind of story. And I think that's what they're trying to do. Corey, you know, Barlog and everybody in co. I think that's what they're trying to do. And I think the next two, it's going to be two games. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be fascinating. But I don't think £120 and. (sighs) <sighs> 10 years, God forbid, you're going to be in your 40s, I'm going to be in my 30s, <laughs> late 30s. <laughs> I can take that and it's just kind of disappointing from that end. It's like, yeah, I love where, how you set this up. I love how, you know, um, Atreus is revealed as Loki and mm. it's the start of um, Ragnarok and... Thor's going to come in the next game and Odin, you're going to fight him eventually. I, I, I'm hyped for the next game, but yeah. I'd prefer if it was a more concentrated... I'd prefer if you put, like, a, a ribbon on this game. You know, a nice little ribbon. Mm. Tied it up. And a nice yeah, little that's package. Fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I thought, uh, as you... That maybe this was a slightly more self-contained uh, it story that it wasn't sort of setting, uh, I, I you know, setting up this, this trilogy of games. But yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that kind of <laughs> it moves us into the things that we that we liked um, and the, the things that we loved about this game, and, and we've we touched on those a little bit. Um, but for me, as you've just said, that opening up of the world with the with the water with the level change. I thought that was really well done. Mm. Uh, every time you come back to the the Lake of the Nine, the hub world kind of area. Uh, sorry, not every time. Uh, on those those kind of apparently three, they had three times it drops. Apparently they had it programmed before five times. Really? Before okay. they had to cut things. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently yeah. it's five times. And it's just like that's just crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I think. That was done. That was done really well. Mm. And every time you go back, and the world serpent has moved, and the water has changed its level, I, I, you know, and suddenly this old high elf ruin 
you know, like appears where you'd only seen maybe like a tower sticking mm. out of the water, and suddenly it's you know several Sad. buildings to kind of look mm. through, and all of a sudden there's a um, a shipwreck almost in the sky between you know in a, like a crevice where it was put there when the level was high, and suddenly it just like it's floating there in the sky in between these rocks kind of thing because it's now stuck stuff like that really um, it really hit me uh, you know visually and kind of in the way that it builds that world obviously i think they're going to have to shift the location for the next game you know it's it, we've we've kind mm. of we've only explored uh, so many of the realms there's you know there's still like yeah, Asgard and a few realms, of the yeah. there's nine realms and I think you've only been in five that, that's what doesn't make sense to me it's like because I, I was thinking they've got this engine they've got this story they've mm. got everything around it they've got the realms they've got the travel system even though it's a pain in the ass sometimes it's like I was thinking are they going to build this like Destiny are they going to have this game like Destiny, where it's a 10-year plan and you can access Asgard and whatever realm it is. I can't remember what the other realm is. I don't, I'm, I'm not clued in this uh, mythology. Svartalheim? Is that one of the ones you can't go to? Something. Something. But, it, but it's like, mm. you can, as you say, you can visit probably about 7 out of the 9. But they have this, and it's like you can't access that. And it's like I wouldn't want to see that in DLC because the mm. ending of the game when you see Thor, and it's like holy shit, I'm gonna face this guy, and that's gonna be in the future, you know. And that's probably gonna be a game where you are controlling Atreus, and you're probably playing as Atreus, probably the third game in the series, from what I'm guessing. But it. That's what I don't understand, and that's why the uh, ending was so anticlimactic. Because I thought it was just getting started, like Wolfenstein. It's like, yes. Because yes. in the last Wolfenstein, you're obviously going to fa- face Mecha Hitler. That That's a given. <laughs> you know? And it, it, but in this game, you're obviously going to face Odin. Freya's going to... I thought a really powerful moment for me as well, one of my favourite moments, was when um, Freya gave up monologue... Actually, gonna like rain hell on your soul. Massively yeah. overprotective mother. Yeah, but you can understand <laughs> it though. It's like that's a baby. You killed her baby, and then when Kratos is te- possibly, to- possibly if your baby isn't like he was an know. asshole, but it's her yeah. baby though. It's like you know, mm-hmm. and okay. it's like when she, the most powerful moment, not even that, is when. Kratos is talking to Atreus. He's like, I had to do this. And then Freya walks in, like, mascara all down her eyes. And mm. she just gives this evil look. Yeah. Didn't even say anything with uh, Balder in her arms. Didn't even say anything and just carried on walking. It's like, oh, God. No. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> There's nothing going to stop her now from killing you. I, uh, well, it's like, I, she's going to go for it, you know? Hell, I, um, he- what is it? Hell hath no... Fury like a woman's like a scorn. Woman scorn. Yes. yes. And I just saw that and I was like, damn. And that's why I was so disappointed <laughs> at the end, because I thought she was coming for me for sure. But that's going to be another game. That's got but, to yeah. be. I mean, I went back that to... Favorite, um, back to her area. 
uh, by yeah. the turtle. <laughs> Trace and... was like, is she not going to kill us? Tonight? Yeah, yeah. And Mimir was like, she's definitely plotting inside there yeah. about your downfall. Like, mm-hmm. perfect. I'll stick away from the door and yeah. go over here instead. Okay. That was great. I loved how they called back to that. But yeah, she just walked past mascara, like, draining from her eyes. Didn't even say anything. Mm. And she, you just know. Yeah, yeah. I love that part, but yeah. Uh, um, mm. I think one of the other points I really enjoyed was, mm. I mean, was, uh, was the combat. Oh god, yeah. I don't think we we've really touched on it, but no, like one of the one main of the points combat. of the game. Yeah, yeah. Probably the best third person action I yeah. played. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm a big big fan of The Witcher Three, uh, hmm. but the combat in this beats The Witcher Three hands down. I. It's, Don't tell it, Adam that. Don't tell no, Adam no, that. It's yeah, so, so satisfying. Um, you know, the, it's, the, it's the moves, that, the special moves you can do when you bust that shield out and you throw the, um, you know, you, the, the different things you can do with the axe or with the blades. Um, building up, not maybe like the combos of the older God of War games, but you can juggle enemies, you can crowd control really well, you can throw and pull back that axe, and when that axe hammers back into your grip Shunk. and just goes boom Shunk. Like, oh that is that is a satisfying <laughs> there noise there should be a verb for that kind of sound and that that, that noise mm, mm, like yeah. a thwock or something Shunk. like that <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that's really good and it does make you it does make you feel powerful you know the, 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 the way yeah, that Kratos absolutely. kind of commands the the battlefield almost that you can take on you know multiple enemies that it's not always a one-on-one and i think they teed that up really well with the first fight with boulder like almost one of the first things you do i love that fight is is the first fight with boulder and it's a one-on-one and it's kind of like bare knuckle brawling just battering each other who the hell is this and yes yes oh yes but um this is one of those games where I, f- I just feel like a badass in like mm-hmm. real life. I play this game and then I just, you know. Strut down the, the next str- day, I strut, <laughs> walk in tall. It's like, yeah, I am Kratos. <laughs> just rip someone's head off yeah, in the street. Yeah, I would. Just rip them in half. <laughs> <laughs> That's a you bad thing your, if you work in You built your stun workplace, gauge up you know, so much that you can just <laughs> yeah. step on their heads. It's, yeah, it's one of those games that make you feel like a Badass. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think the last game that made me do that was like Injustice. Okay. I felt like a badass playing Injustice. Mm. But time before that was probably. Um, Which Injustice should do, being a you know being a, a, a fighting game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love Injustice um, too, but um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. That's the thing with this game. It's like. I love Horizon. I just think Horizon's a better game, but that was just telegraphed to me. It's robot dinosaurs. I'm gonna love that game anyway. But um, <laughs> in this game, I was like, that is very cool. Like when you when you go into the world serpent into its mouth, when you mm. defeat your first troll, when you call the world serpent for the first time, every, it, when you fight the dragon, I was like, 
that is very cool. But nothing had me jaw dropped like Horizon Zero Dawn, and that's why that's a better game for me. Fair, just that's me. Fair. That, that that you know that's just me. I can understand. If anyone said yeah, God of War is a better game than Horizon Zero Dawn, I would not disagree with you. But um, Horizon did it more for me. I think I. Whilst maybe I don't agree with some of the kind of like the narrative points of God of War, and I think maybe it was a little longer than it needed to be. But again, yeah. that may be because I explored a lot and I no, played a I, lot I, of this no, game before no, no, I got no, to I, I felt, it. I, I felt the same. Mm. It's like I felt like the same way that Uncharted was a bit bloated. Yeah. This yes. was a bit bloated. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think God of War beats Horizon in terms of its narrative um, maybe not in terms of relatability to characters but mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel that you know and I, I never th- I, I don't really ever think I believed Kratos was kind of like a one note character um, yeah. you know you know, just angry guy I, I would assume if I'd been tricked into killing my family I'd be pretty fucking angry as well <laughs> uh, for a long time of course uh, and I know, I don't really think that he was ever like a one note character, uh, but it's the little kind of nuance uh, in the way that he talks to different characters, mm-hmm. in the way that he softens very very slightly. Um, he's still, you know, this fucking brutal murderer of a human, <laughs> well, not a human demigod kind of fucking yeah. guy, um, but. Uh, I think with Horizon, I was a little bit um, set back, I suppose, from the narrative and from the characters. Yeah, uh, and this and God of War pulled me in maybe a little bit more. Um, and maybe yep. for me, it's got slightly better combat than Horizon. Although Horizon's a different game in terms of how it gets you to approach uh, the enemies and different encounters and things like that. And I don't think I could say. And, and I think I'd have to go back to Horizon to kind of tell you which one I felt was better. For me, they're very, yeah, yeah, they're, they're on yeah. par with each other, definitely. No, no, I absolutely get that. I absolutely, if anyone said God of War is a better game than Horizon, I'd be like, hold my hands up to you. And mm. it's like, that's fair enough, because this is a fantastic game. But Horizon just did it for, it, it, for me to get into an RPG, it takes a lot. Yeah. And. I think robot dinosaurs had to do a lot for me. <laughs> but when I, I I remember there was the turning point in Horizon. Horizon at the start it didn't grab me as such. I was like, I'm not enjoying this, you know. Mm. Even even though I thought I would, it's like I got the collector's edition, got the statue. So we've got a war, but it's like, oh, am I getting into this? And then yeah, it, it, there was a turning point, and then the absolute turning point was. Um, I think it was like one of those rock monsters that come from underground. I think I remember messaging you. I was like, how the hell do you defeat this? How the hell do you do this? And then I figured it out and I was like, this is the best game ever. It's it's like (laughs) Horizon's all about those arrows which explode that pull off armor pieces. Strategy and it's I hate that about games. I hate RPGs. And for an RPG to do that for me it's like fair enough. But you know, God of War fantastic story mm. absolutely fantastic story and I think this is just I think God of War would be higher in my estimations if it was the second or third game in this series because it seems like they leave a lot on the table it's it's like they've just 
I don't know how it works because I, everyone knew this game would sell and it's going to be like, God of War is like very much a Sony franchise staple but it's like mm. you've left a lot on the table and that's why it just held it back for me it's like you reference Odin and Thor throughout the entire yeah, game yeah, completely. and I don't get to fight them mm. I, I know this is not how game development works because this would be insane this would be like a Rockstar times three kind of a uh, kind of development cycle, but if they did all three games and had everything in Corey, you know Barlog's idea in his, you know everything that he was alluding to, everything that he's foreshadowing in this one game, I think that would literally be the best game ever made. And no do you do you think it. maybe that would be just a bit too big? Of too a- much. Of course it yeah, would be. Yeah. <laughs> it so would to condense that down be. into kind of like the same experience yeah, um, that you've got from this game. It would be absolutely too big. Yeah. But <laughs> But you want But it. I wanna I want yeah, I can't fair. wait another I might be dead before the next two God of War games come out. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's fair. Um just before we kind of wrap up our, our final thoughts, um one of the other things I really liked is, and it's ever present almost throughout the game, is the music. Music and the sound design just work so well. Ben, 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 Ben. Without me knowing, <laughs> I've been listening to, you know, the, uh, the, the, I've been driving my family crazy actually, just listening to the uh, opening thing. <laughs> and I realised that I've been listening to that since 2015 when they first really? unveiled the game. That's when they first unveiled it and they had that orchestra. Yeah. Oh, and I'm yeah. just enraptured about that. Yeah. And then I realised, oh, this is what marketing does to my brain. <laughs> I buy the game, <laughs> the collector's edition, like even... Hundred and twenty pounds or whatever it is. And I just sing it and probably make other people buy it. It's like, oh yeah. Marketing. Mm, mm. But yeah, the soundtrack well. is absolutely incredible. Yeah. It is. And it, it's uh, I, I kind of I, it almost made me think a little bit of of minute where you mm. have this this almost ever present soundtrack until until certain moments and God of War does that very well. It uses its soundtrack very well and in not even sparingly it, it has it at certain points and whilst you're doing mm. certain things uh, and then suddenly it kind of like just isn't there and it allows you to have that silence while you kind of take in, yeah. you know, like at the top of the mountain when you first get there in Midgard and you're walking across the, across the ridge yeah. over to the, to the, it, the peak and there's that kind of nothing and there's just this silence and you're thinking, oh shit, look at, look at the expanse in front yeah. of me, look at where we are and what we're doing. Like and it just kind of hits home that little bit more, uh, and uh, you know, almost on par for me with with The Last of Us in the way that it uses mm. its its music and its sound yeah. design. Uh, really yeah. good, really good. Yeah, and what's also fascinating, it's got the same kind of beats as the original God of War. Like, I don't know anything about music, so apologies, but it's got like, the same kind of chords as the original God of War music. Mm. But with this Norse kind of twang, I mean, it's just like it's incredible. And the uh, composer's name, like Bear McCreary, 
Yeah, that's right, be. yeah. He should have been, like, you know, a survivalist. Like, <laughs> he missed his calling. Well, I don't think he did. <laughs> he definitely did. He should have been, you know, like, living in the dirt and eating snakes. <laughs> Just maybe, like maybe, maybe he does. Maybe he lives in the Scandinavian Probably. wilds. McCreary. That's all. <laughs> you should have been like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but he made music for God of War instead. McCreary. He should have been like in Far Cry Five or something. Maybe he is. He probably is. McCreary. I'd love a name like that. <laughs> um, so. Give us your final thoughts on God of War. I've been very critical of it. Mm. But that's because it's an absolutely fantastic game. Absolutely. Yeah. This is... I said it would be a 10 out of 10 game, but I don't agree that it was a 10 out of 10 game. I don't I don't believe that. At all. There's too many criticisms that I have of it, have sure. of it but the criticisms are out of love. I, mm absolutely think this game is fantastic best god of war game I've played by a, a massive stretch I'm thinking about it all the time I'm reading Norse mythology I wanted to get back into it so much I um, you know did some side quests the other day after finishing it and that is so hard for me to go back to a game that I've finished yeah, some credits yeah. on you, you really don't ever return to games never it's seldom it's so hard for me to do that so it's a testament to the game and I think yeah. Sony's out and did a fantastic job amazing job and for me to just be so anxious and wanting of the second game the third game in the series mm. testament to them but um, I think it's going to be my probably my third or fourth favourite game of the year and that's yeah. just insanity I think Spider-Man's going to top it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it okay. Celeste has topped it already. Sure. Shadow of the Tomb Raider might top it. Red Dead has a good chance of topping it. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm crazy thinking from what I've seen of Red Dead is is it's looking um it's looking like good competition. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy to think that a game of this caliber can be topped. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I think to kind of finish and almost jump on something you said earlier, um, we we kind of know that a a new we we don't know, but a lot of people assume that a new console um, is kind of due maybe at some point in two thousand twenty. So in a couple of years' time, perhaps, possibly. Um, with, oh. with God of War, with God of War, <laughs> they've got this engine. They have a lot, kind of already set up that can be built on, and this game took about five years to make. Uh, yeah. and, and not knowing, uh, you know, a huge amount, knowing a little bit about game development, not a, not a huge amount. I would think, depending on the scope, that to put out a a. A, you know, a well-made and a very well-written sequel that they're looking to kind of top the, you know, this version of, isn't going to take five years. 
but but if that then straddles the console um like lifetime yeah generate jumps to the next one do they still use the same engine? Do they use the assets that they've got? What do they do that, in terms of that? So I just don't understand about this game. Mm. That's why I said, could it be a Destiny, where it's like yeah. every year they release an extra Shit, expansion? You imagine? On the su- could you imagine? I'd hate next that. Year, I'd hate that. It just I'd hate just that. comes out. I'd hate that because it's obviously not spending enough time. That, as you said, they spent five years on this game. Mm. You can tell every kind of. Every labour that went into this game, every kind of story beat, every labour of love that went into this game, and it shows. Mm. I can't mm. see that with this game, but as you say, that, that that's an intriguing, you know, kind of discussion. Will it straddle console generations? I I honestly think that next year is that game nobody cares about. I can't even remember what it's called. The uh, biker game. Oh, Days Gone. Days Gone. Mm-hmm. Year after that, Ghost of Tsushima. And Last of Us. Oh. Possibly. Year after that is... Uh, Death Stranding. The Kojima game, yes. Death yep. Stranding. And then it's the next God of War. I do not mm. see this mm. the next game coming out in the next two years. I could, three years uh, minimum. I, could, I was going to say, I could see three years. I could see... God of War coming out, uh, you know, around about this time in say 2021, and being almost the swan song for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 <sighs> releasing at the end of 2021, perhaps. Possibly. Well, yeah, good. We yeah, possibly. possibly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> possibly. I'm putting it down. Too... I'm writing it down on a bit yeah. of paper and sticking it in an envelope. I just don't understand about this game. Like, I don't understand. That's why the ending was so anticlimactic for me because mm. it's like there's so much like what's going on around this because I, I was speaking to someone it's like just release it as DLC it's like I don't want that no, because I they don't. set up so much it's so fantastic the kind of lore mm. and the setup they have just in just in terms of Faye even even so like the whole game was orchestrated by Faye and they wrote that and they orchestrated that and they've got everything else I was just like no can't do that as DLC no no, no I wouldn't want to screw see that you. screw you screw you Sony Santa Monica I hate you <laughs> absolutely you might hate songs. them but <laughs> I think it's it's fair to say as we said at the beginning that we both love the game fantastic yeah absolutely Sony are killing it it's like I love Sony I love Sony for just doing this, doing their thing. Like, yep. Got Knack Does 3 it? at some point. You missed Knack 3 well. off of, the, of that list of games. Well, 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 well. But like, Until Dawn, mm. it's like Uncharted 4. Oh, mate, I've, I've started like I've started Lost Legacy. And Legacy. I, uh, the relationship, the you know, it, it's coming that. back to narratives and, and the relationship between characters and the relationship between Chloe and Nadine is fucking spot on. I love it. That is brilliant. That's yeah. so well done. It's just so great having an all female kind of perspective. Mm. Last of Us Two is going to come out. 
Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man, which is... I think Spider-Man is going to be my game, maybe, yeah. It has to be. I don't know how it's not going to be. Unless something tops Celeste. Yeah, PlayStation. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Let's finish on the beers that we had. Yes. I know you'd mentioned um, when you cracked the second one and started drinking it that it was very similar to the first. Hmm, it was. Um, yeah. That that both kind of had you know certain qualities to them. Um, can can you pick one over the other? Yeah, I can. Um, Ooh, it's definitely the Belcher's beer. The first stolen, one. Stolen, stolen, whilst I find the bottle. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> Belching Beaver Brewery. The uh, Beaver's Milk Stout. The Nitro. Mm. Uh, yeah, very similar. Very similar. Um, very light, uh, easy drinking stouts. Um, but the breath had like the same quality, the uh, same coffee, kind of dark malts, um, kind of tasting qualities to them. But it's 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 a very hard line to draw between them. Um, I think Ahara's is a very great kind of brewery. Um, I've had many of their beers, love them all. Uh, but I think ju- this one just, uh, you know, slightly edges it. Probably because of the lactose in it. Mm. It's a bit more creamy, a bit more sweet, which I don't usually like in uh, many of my beers. But if you're going to have a, like, a milk stout or something like that, I want a bit more creamy texture to it, so... I think the um, uh, Belcher's uh, Belching Beaver Brewery is the one for me. Nice, nice. Um, I think the Loca Poly grew on me. Mm. Uh, the fruits came through a bit more as that bitterness from the Doper um, disappeared. You know, it's 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 doing a lot with its fruits, um, and it is it's a very well made juice bomb, uh, but it isn't doing anything kind of extra for me mm. that I can't get from another juice bomb. I think the doper gives me something that I can't get in many other places. Uh, it does have, you know, it's a double orange and grapefruit infused pale ale. Um, and you you do get the orange, you do get the grapefruit. They both come through almost instantly. But that bitterness that builds off of those flavours and sticks with you was very good. Yeah. Yes, I could only yes, I could only drink one of them, but it was a very good drink. Uh and I'm oh, if you're and, only and, drinking and one of something. I, exactly. You well, to count, don't you? I'd be more than happy to have another one tomorrow <laughs> and another one the day after that. Yes, I may be only able to drink them one can at a time. It doesn't mean I wouldn't drink it every That's day. Fine. Um so yeah, the for, for me Umbard Umbard Brewery um, brewed at this one was brewed at does tell me on here somewhere bah, 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 missing link brewing <laughs> um, but yeah Umbard based um, around Brighton somewhere Hove Brighton oh, that's where Hove. they started sorry that's where they started in Hove that's well, around Brighton somewhere isn't it well done to Brighton they beat Manchester United who fuck's sake yeah team. what a fucking awful game <laughs> I didn't watch it that's not what we're talking reason. about 
Oh, I'm just saying. Yeah, I didn't watch a good reason. I'm a United fan, anyway. Anyway. No, no only two sorry. games. Uh, two games left. We should be able to beat Liverpool. But it's fucking. Yeah, it's never a sure thing. It's never a sure thing with fucking United, is it these days? Yeah, fucking. Anyway, that's enough All about that the Ben and Lucy that, United yeah. podcast. All that matters is that God of War is a good game. Definitely pick it up if you haven't. And yeah, if you. Yeah, why wouldn't you pick this game? I've seen so many people who are like, oh yeah, but a PlayStation for this game. It's yeah. Like, what are you doing? Why didn't you buy one before? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? But anyway. it's, it, it, God of War is a system seller. and But it's not. It's well, not. Well, it well not? yes, it is. It, is. It, it it absolutely is because it's, it's like a 15-year-old franchise, but why didn't you buy a PlayStation before? What is yes. wrong with you? Yeah, very true. Yeah. What and, is wrong with you? And they kind all of, the games that came out last year, you didn't buy a PlayStation. I can't, to, I can't imagine that Sony wanted this to be a five-year uh, development cycle. That, that actually not, maybe I, maybe this yeah. was meant to come out a couple of years ago, which is why we've never had like, you know, for the last couple of years, Sony have been really reluctant to give us release dates for any games. Yeah, um, and I, I think I, I for, for good reason. Yeah, I appreciate the time that they give games, and I didn't appreciate the time that they uh, was like, yeah, this is coming out this year. It's like it's, it's like shut up, no, it's not. Mm. I appreciate they're just not saying anything there. Yeah. Because when you announce Shenmue 3 2017, <laughs> it's like, this game isn't even a dot on the wall. Don't even bother. But, yeah, they, they, they've learned. They've learned from their mistakes. And it's like, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. It, well, I think Spider-Man's going to be another like, oh, I didn't have a PlayStation because I'm weird. <laughs> I'm going to buy one now. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to everyone who doesn't have the PlayStation. Well, no it's, I mean, it's, but it's but it's a good point. Uh, you know, you saying there's I've lots always, of other experiences I, before yeah. that about why people should have a PlayStation. Yeah, it's like, uh, I, I've always been like, I love Xbox. I love the kind of services. I love backwards compatibility. I love everything that Xbox. It's a much, for me, better experience as a consumer. You get mm. so much more for your money and everything like that, but I've always told people who are not gamers, get a PlayStation because that's where the best exclusives are. Always. Yes, Why mate. You I, have a PlayStation I've I've them? only I've it's it's one it's a, I've only ever been a like a one console household. Mm. I've never had the funds to be able to um no, to be able fair. to have uh you know multiple consoles, and I think I've always kind of gravitated towards PlayStation. I stuck with. I stuck with PlayStation through the PlayStation Three and missed out on a lot of Xbox, you know, good Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty mm. exclusives. A lot of good games that I have played. I've played with friends, and you know, like the Halo games or the Gears of War games and stuff like that. Played it at friends' places and stuff. Um, but it's kind of almost paying off now, sticking well, with with PlayStation and that being kind of like my console yeah. of choice, I suppose, for for it, the last few it, years. It's, you you made the good choice, but mm. it's like. When everyone says, oh, you're an Xbox fanboy or whatever, fangirl. It's like the only system that I've had every iteration of is PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> I've never always had all the Nintendos or the Sega. My first consoles were the Sega Master System and NES. So it's like, I don't care. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where the best games are. Mate, I and did. I was in the, in the bottle shop. I was I was paying in the bottle shop the other day, mm. and I thought to myself, if I don't drink for a month, I could buy an Xbox. Don't bother, you got a PC. <laughs> exactly. But that's exactly. what I tell everybody. That's what I tell everybody. It's like people who are like, oh yeah, I, I, I had a, a PlayStation sucks. And it's like, yes, the, everything does suck around PlayStation. The, uh, the, the the UI, I don't like. The, the uh, online infrastructure, I don't like. The non-backwards compatibility, I don't like. The services, I hate it. I hate it all. But that's where the best exclusives are. Mm-hmm. I always mm. say, get a PlayStation. Yeah, well, because it's those... serviceable. At the end of the day, it's just a stupid yeah, console. Completely, just a stupid completely. box on an EPTV. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't yep. matter. Yep. Anyway, there has, sorry, there, that's my well, there has been um, there has been some patents um, seen for backwards compatibility for PlayStation. Sony have filed some patents, so. which mm. is uh, I think a lot of people are speculating PlayStation Five related um, so PlayStation 5 will come out and everything in the back catalogue will be um, kind of like accessible to be able to play but yeah people uh, deserve it it's like you know I've played PlayStation all my life I love all their games you know but it's about time that's it you can play all the games you can change your name do everything you've ever wanted to do on the PlayStation 5. Yeah, um, <laughs> if people want to play games with you or they want to talk to you about games or beer, where do they go? How do they do that? Not on PlayStation because I hate PlayStation. <laughs> Get the hell out. Juicy Loose 9 on Xbox. And PlayStation. <laughs> and Steam. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell? PC sucks. If, anyone, if I was going to tell anybody... Screw PC. Can't play near Automata on PC. Probably can. You, you can, yes. Can you? Yeah. Well, there you All go. of these people saying, oh, PC's it great. was a PlayStation exclusive. No, the PC version no, came out the same exclusive. day. The PlayStation, exclusive. The PC version came out the same day. Nothing's exclusive. No. No, only everyone can twat. be bought. You're exclusive well, if you're a twat. You're only exclusive if you're a first-party studio. And you're a really? That, that's it, isn't it? If you want to play State of Decay, play it on PC. You want to play Uncharted? Don't bother. <laughs> you play it through PlayStation now on your Samsung TV. Exactly. Oh no, you I can't. They stopped all that. I'm I think sorry. they stopped all those. Stuff. Anyway, think I hate PlayStation. Um, <laughs> disclaimer: Lucy mildly dislikes PlayStation. Mildly. Mildly, mildly. Yeah. No hate tonight. Uh, <laughs> if you want to chat to me, I'm uh, Nova underscore 47 uh, almost everywhere, not on Xbox because I don't own one because I'm, a, You're I'm a a one console fucking That's household. Right, yeah. uh, i got beer to buy and babies' nappies to purchase. Um, <laughs> but that state of decay, though. Yeah. <laughs> I buy it on Actually, PC, mate. pretty good. I buy it on yeah. PC. Um, yeah, agreed. <laughs> you can get all of us at tankedup underscore cast on Twitter or tankedupcast at gmail.com if you want to email us some long form stuff. You should go to outoflives.net uh, to look at articles, read reviews, listen to other podcasts, videos, things, opinion, and stuff. And that's it, bye. Yeah. Boy. Boy. Boy, the Xbox boy. <laughs> Sunset Overdrive is pretty good, boy. Oh, play as a precursor to Spider Man, perhaps. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for Spider Man. 
Yeah. Yes, boy, boy, bye, boy. boy. Tank tap, <laughs> bye, boy.